What's up, FitFam? This is Giovanni of Geo's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. Today we have a great show because the main topic is me. That's right. Um, Geo gets his move back. And the reason why it's so important to me is because over the years I've, I've got a veracious um, uh, desire to to study health and fitness and I'm a coach and I, and I teach my clients this, that um, earlier this year, I injured myself doing a deadlift and it wasn't a super heavy deadlift, but I knew that I needed to start doing heavier deadlifts and squats and I injured myself and I met a gentleman uh, a, a physical therapist that's really changed my world. Um, and he's sitting right next next to me, Ron Gallagher. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, it's like an act of God. You guys moved in next door. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is an act of God. And, and, and the real, like, in-depth reason why I, I tried to um, change my workouts and focus more on my legs is because I learned how important leg muscles are and atrophied leg muscles and what that can signify in as far as your health outcomes. Um, a lot of science backs up that when you atrophy in your legs, um, all types of um, issues can be a, a signal from that, from pre-diabetes to um, all types of, of illnesses. And I, I really started to notice that my legs were lagging. Um, I always teach and train my clients to tell them that, you know, at least two leg days a week, and I totally recommend that. It's your largest muscle group in your body. It's the, um, because it's the largest muscle group in your body, it helps you balance your glucose in your bloodstream and your insulin. So it's, I can't tell you how important it is to not only keep moving, but to really focus on lifting heavy in a, in a functional manner. And what Ron does at MVPT is what I would consider um, functional physical therapy. Um, and Ron, maybe you can tell me if that doesn't nail what you do. I, as time goes on, that that kind of evolves. Yeah. You know, there there was a time where that word functional was like, you know, super associated with CrossFit, and you know, do you want to be the CrossFit guy or not? And you know, I I don't I don't I still don't know how to properly describe it. It's it's more than a traditional orthopedic PT. In the, in the way that I'm working with very active people and I'm working with problems that, that honestly don't happen in a traditional clinic. Plus, um, I'm an expert on training. So, you know, my training, coaching, uh, endurance athletes, runners, triathletes, um, Spartan, you know, obstacle course racers. I mean, team sports. <clears throat> so um, an expert on training who's, helping athletes get healthy and get back to normal training regimen. Um, it's kind of above and beyond traditional physical therapy. Um, but you're right. It absolutely has to go through 
a platform with heavy, heavy weight. Yeah. Um, so the reason I wanted to do this particular show, kind of combining fitness junkies with the series that we've been doing at MVBT, Geo Gets His Move Back, is because I had a breakthrough at our last session on Tuesday yeah. where I got to my PR um, max on the squats and the amount of pain that wasn't there was euphoric right. and it was something that I wish we filmed but we're going to kind of intermix some of those uh, images um, next week but what did you see uh, on Tuesday that maybe I didn't see? Well, I, I want to start by going back a little ways. Okay. Because, you know, in, in your intro, I mean, obviously all the things that you said about your knees are true. But the thing that I don't think people quite understand is this is a 25-year history mm. of knee pain. This, mm. is, this is not your average knee pain. Mm. This is uh, three knee surgeries as a teenager... And, um, you know, essentially a lifetime of compensation. So in my mind, this is not your average knee pain. This is not, you know, you tweaked your knee a couple of weeks ago and, you know, traipse on down to the PT and get it looked at. This is, you know, what can I do with these really, really long standing impairments? And so over these last, you know, whatever it's been, 16 weeks or whatever, um, the, the changes and growth in your mindset in your physical output and what you know and what you believe about your body has been tremendous. And, you know, it's a testament to how hard you work, you know, kind of a student of the game. And uh, it's been really fun to, to be a part of your journey. Um, to answer your question, I hadn't really looked at these last couple of weeks as plateau it, because you've come so far. And, you know, your, your knees are operating at like 90, 90% function. Like, I feel like it's functioning really high. The only thing it's not able to do at the moment is, is power or, or running, you know, sort of the last phase in this, in this process. Um, so yeah, the last couple of weeks have been challenging and it, and it's been, you know, somewhat painful, but I, I don't, I don't trip on pain. Pain is a normal reaction to abnormal stimulus. So if you, you know, traditional PT, we back off of pain. You know, right. oh, oh, that's uncomfortable. We, you know, we should, we should back off. You know, let's do something that's cute and, and feels nice. Right. Um, but that's not going to get you better. Right. And, um, you know, I felt like consistent, consistently challenging this knee um, being right at the forefront of what it can handle but not go too far was, was going to make it get to a place where it can to start to tolerate more loads and it can start to tolerate more activities. So um, what I see is, is a consistent approach, um, you know, try to biomechanically handle all these problems, hips and knees, and uh, just, just consistent work. And, you know, had, had a good day on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> maybe back to 
you know, the beginning of this journey with you and, and you were talking about the capsules in my knee and what was what you thought was going on in there and yeah is what i experienced something that's a, a major change in in that T talk to me about that i i would say i would say probably i mean obviously i, I don't have a scope right i can't look in there but um i find generally speaking that there's a discrepancy between sort of a traditional Western doctor's approach to knee pain and like what the overwhelming literature of how a person's knee gets better says. What does that mean? That means that if, if you report to the doctor and within two minutes you have an x-ray up on the light box and they say, well, you've got uh, arthritis there, you've got degenerative joint disease, you've got all these buzzwords for um, wear and tear, that's normal. That's okay. Right. If it's painful, how do we know that it doesn't have full range? I mean, if, if the knee doesn't move through full range of motion and it's only moving in mid range, eventually mid range fails. The capsule is a connective tissue layer of gristle. Um, Trav, can you put that up? <clears throat> and the capsule, ha you know, if you um, look at the fibers of the capsule, it's the connective tissue that sort of surrounds where the uh, kneecap is, like to the, to the right of the kneecap there. It has fiber direction. That fiber direction is um, on purpose. That fiber direction happens along the line of tension. So if you don't apply tension to the capsule, those fibers misalign. And when they misalign and stretch, it offers pain. And it's a really, really shitty pain. <laughs> like it's very sharp. Yeah. That's the way that that capsule is innervated. So it doesn't make intuitive sense that you should move into that. Mm. But moving into that, applying a force to it, forces it to adapt to a place where those fibers align along the line of force and that's when they stop hurting. If they move to a place where they can um, allow for normal range, now that mid-range of, of joint is unloaded. And once that unload occurs, the symptoms stop. So doctors who do total knee replacements don't send their patients to me anymore. Yeah. Because they get better. Right. And, and they don't want to have their, you know, big paycheck taken away. Right. So... Um, Adequately addressing this range of motion issue requires a little stretch. And because that, tish, that tissue is innervated sharp, it, it hurts. And if the behavior of the pain is stretch only and you stay on that stretch, that thing will eventually let go. And um, that's what I hope is happening is the, the more consistent you are the more attention you apply, the more load you apply, the more range of motion possible, and we just keep making that tissue deform to a place that we can do what we want it to do. Yeah, um, you know, just the depth of my squats are a place where I've never been. I've never been as deep as I've been able to get with you. Right. 
I actually was told, I don't know where I got it from, that that wasn't, you shouldn't go that deep. Right, right. But Very common I, myth. I also know that when we are babies, right. we go into that position like that. There's right. no, it's like comfortable. Right. So it, I mean, the worldwide studies that are done on knee pain show us that the, the, the countries who squat, like the Philippines is a good example, right. they, they essentially have no knee pain in Philippines. I don't know if you know Filipino culture, but they don't have patio furniture. They, they kneel or, the, or they squat down and they hang out on their patios. Like they, they right. don't hang out and watch TV. Right. Every, everybody's outside on their patio. Right. But squatting. Squatted down. Deep squat. Deep like squat. A kid would like, do. Like ass to ankle. Right. <laughs> and uh, they don't have toilets. They, they squat over a hole. So essentially, right. you know, moving that knee through full range is what they do often. Well, who leads the, the world in total knee replacements? United States. Of course. Who leads the world in obesity? United States, who leads, who leads the world in knee pain? We have sedentary jobs where, you know, we just sit all day and our knees literally never pass 90. So if a doctor tells you, do not do squats past 90, they have absolutely no understanding of what's happening anatomically in the knee. Mm. It's a very, very distinct um, strike against them mm. because they just don't understand what's happening there. It has to be full range. It has to be full depth. I mean, the, the reason why you've had such a hard time with these knees over the years is you didn't realize it was a hip problem. Yeah. So, so the hip weakness causes the femur, the top part of the knee, to crash in in a place that um, the knee couldn't handle. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that was the first observation that I had about you was you know, how far your knees were knocked in. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have the hip strength to support full depth, you can't access the right muscles to squat. So it has to be full depth for you to get the tension on that capsule and for the arthritis or the arthritic condition of your knee to be unweighted. Yeah. So that's why we hammer away at depth. We go forever now. We go forever now. Yeah. You know that I'm much a sad guy. You will say you can do better. Uh. No, no, it won't let em, uh. We go forever now. Yeah. I go and create the pressure. Yeah. You will say you can do better. Uh. You will say you can do better. Yeah. I know that I can do better. I'm so in love with the chatter. I'm so in love with my little boo. It was written like a letter. Think I was born with the juice. Think I was born with the sauce. Think I was born a little Gotta gotta go and get it. I keep running up the digits. Lost my mind, I gotta fix it. Kill the beat, cold kill it. Need to change the way I'm living. Ugh. That's fing heavy. 175. It's 175? Wow. I would have been happy with 165. I planned I planned 165 for your bar. Step in your journey. True. It's not. It's, it's not so much that you can't do, it's just the next step. So 
We, we routinely have PRs. There's no reason why one more step, one more step, one more step. I mean, that's the whole thing about this knee recovery is as consistent as you can be at providing more depth, more load, more depth, more load, and just conditioning this knee to tolerate loads, that's how you change all these long-standing impairments. So as far as I'm concerned, this is just one more step. Last set, here we go. Incredible. Ah. incredible. Absolutely incredible. Thank you, sir. All you had to do is wear a Hulk shirt. Ah. <laughs> so simple. Yeah, so the, the you call them progressions that you kind of take me through. Mm -hmm. um, the one that I think that's been really critical, I mean, they, they've all pushed me past the pain and got me to move. But the leg extension um, really has woken up my quads. Right. That I didn't know were asleep as right. well. Right. Um, so that's one thing. I mean, I, th I think you recognize there was a little more atrophy than you'd like, but you didn't realize the profound amount of atrophy. And, you know, if the quads can't work against a stiff capsule then the muscle itself can't really work to full full tension yeah so the stiffness in the capsule will limit the quads ability to produce full range and if you don't have full range you don't have access to those muscles yeah. so by um deloading the knee but adding progressive load to it you know by deloading it off your body weight and increasing its ability to tolerate more and more load. Um, that connective tissue has been conditioned to be able to tolerate more and more and more stress. So, um, again, being consistent with applying stress and um, increasing and increasing and increasing and forcing an adaptation in this connective tissue is, is really the work that you've done over these 16 weeks. You know, it's not me standing over you with a thing doing something to you. Right. It's you physically changing the the properties, the connective tissue properties of your knee and the uh, quad's ability to overcome that stiffness. And soon as that switch occurs where the stiffness can dominate or sorry, the, the, the strength can dominate the weakness, the strength can dominate the stiffness, then um, the knee will operate much, much cleaner. And then the 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 latest one that you had me do was the inflammation um, progression. Yeah, I call that the swelling protocol. So everybody knows the uh, um, the recovery boots. Yes. The, the very first time, like within five seconds of seeing these recovery boots, I was already a hater. Right. Um, the reason is is um, it's a complete waste of time from from the out the outset. Whoever designed those has no idea how the physiology works. It's not a passive process.
process. So if you have swelling anywhere in the lower quarter, it's not passive to take that away. Meaning I can't massage it. I can't, you know, have these pneumatic boots that have pressure that, you know, basically milk, milk that swelling away. It's active. The muscles are what drive that process. So, um, a very simple way to eliminate any swelling from the lower extremity is to elevate the leg. I just need your knee above your heart. That's about it. Got it. I mean, if, you're, if your toes are above your knee and your knees above your heart, that qualifies as a good position. If you like more, you should do more. Sometimes I use a ball or, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's fine. And to start with quad sets or, or squeezing of the quads and then have a little bit of uh, resistance on the, on the toes for calf pumps and then back to quad sets. So essentially the drain for the swelling is in your groin. That's the biggest drain we have. Okay, so the swelling protocol is 50 quad sets, 50 calf pumps, 50 quad sets. Okay. And essentially what we're doing is we're using muscle contraction to drive the fluid in the thigh compartment into the drain and then use the, the hole that we create here to move all this fluid into that hole and then eventually push everything into the drain. And what we can do is we can dramatically increase the circulation of the leg by using its natural plumbing to move the, move the swelling away. Um, it's a hundred times more effective than the air boots because this is a process uh, that's active, whereas the air boots are passive. Right. So the pneumatic pump doing the same action is not the same as the muscles performing the action to move the swelling. Right. So. It's so weird. I can't even feel that process happening, but it definitely has an effect. You know mean, what I mean like when you do the boots? I can't feel, no, when I do this, I can't oh. feel like anything draining oh. or moving. Or well, if you had really big swelling, like, like let's say you twisted your knee and it came in and you hobbled in and it's like really big swelling uh -huh. and then you do this, uh -huh. it has a, such a huge effect uh -huh. that you would go, wow, Same that thing. feels amazing. Right. Um, I think the swelling has been so low level on you that you didn't know it was swollen, I didn't know it was swollen, and we just rolled with like two out of 10 swelling. Got it, got and it. And that low level swelling over time will have an atrophy effect, it can affect your range of motion, and you know, those things will make it more painful. And by doing quad sets, you're literally pumping that fluid from your thigh into the drain. Now there's a little bit of a hole there. If you pump from the calf into and pass through the knee, that fluid will now fill up that spot in the thigh. And then you pump the thigh again and you empty that fluid in, into the drain. What you do is you dramatically kickstart the fluid moving throughout the lower extremity and that's what eliminates the, the swelling. It doesn't happen passively. Yeah. So, you know, you can elevate your legs. You can, I mean, there's, there's literally not one study that it's not biased 
that shows that that thing works. Mm -hmm. So it makes me crazy mm. because uh, I mean, all I have to do is elevate your legs and, and put a little band on your ankle and it's a hundred times more effective. Right. You know, 500,000 bucks for these stupid boots. Right. <laughs> um, but what I think was happening was, you know, you're training with me, you're training on your own, you're, you know, you're walking a tremendous amount, you're, um, so I, I just felt like maybe the swelling was getting the better of you. So we um, started doing that more often. And I think the process of changing this connective tissue and getting stronger was giving you a little pain. And that pain has a little inflammatory process with it. And that inflammatory process brings swelling. It, by eliminating the swelling, freed up more range. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, um, ended up being a good, good intervention for you. So, um, you know, one of the things that was just mind blowing, um, to to say it at the least, is how you kind of navigate my journey. Um, almost like I, it's, I know what we do, any good coach or trainer is, is not cookie cutter, but you kind of take my feedback and then kind of you're, you're trying to kind of find the pathway. And it's, it's, it's kind of like you're driving this way a little bit, you're driving that way. And, and you're kind of, it's this really interesting, um, technique that you bring to the table and it's one of the things that has kept me going I think more than anything because I it, you talk about 25 years of, of a certain limitation I've got that stacked up with beliefs and studies that I've read and pain and, totally. and intuition of, of you know if something's hurting don't work it and talk to me about that book we talked about the other day and, right. and and how pain may not be the signal to stop all the time yeah it's definitely not the signal to stop because the difference between inflammatory pain and stretch pain are very different and if you back off of stretch pain you have pain for 25 years um uh so i went i went to the university of virginia um, for, for this uh, continuing education course called Running Medicine for, for four or five years in a row. And every year I came back a completely renovated PT, like just total different mindset, had, had been thinking about things the wrong way. And, you know, I think that has a lot to do with the way that we're trained in PT school. Um, but essentially... Um, my issue with running, I have, I have this longstanding calf problem and I thought, you know, if, if I can't help my own calf, like, you know, what, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> so I wanted to go and get more information and I didn't realize that there's a whole genre of running specific PTs who just do running only. And the orthopedics of helping people get back to running is far superior than what we were taught in school. I mean, essentially, running is the har hardest thing for our skeleton to do. 
So in order for to get to this person, you got to get them healthy and then get them to a place where they can run. So it's, it's, the goals are above and beyond just getting people healthy. So during that process, I met a guy named Jay DeSherry. He's one of the top running PTs in the country. He left the University of Virginia. Now he's in Bend. Um, but he's written a couple of books. And one of the books is called Running Anatomy for Runners. Um, and highly, highly recommend it, even if you don't run. Um, I think it should be required reading for PT school, actually. Um, because what he's done is he's written a very technical textbook for the layperson mm. and has explained some really, really complicated topics in a way and gives examples and cool pictures and um, stuff that makes it really um, easy for people to learn. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a little, it's a little hard to read, but people learn. And uh, he has a chart on there where he lists all the connective tissue types, um, bone, connective tissue, ligament, tendon, muscle, and what happens when it rests and what happens if you give it the force that it needs. And, that, and the force that it needs is what makes it flourish. So like a tendon that you don't apply tension to won't be able to tolerate tension. Right. So, you know, how do, how do you adequately apply tension to that tendon and that tendon flourishes and grows. So what I'm doing when you come in is I have a direction. I know that I need to take this knee. I've got um, loads on squat. I've got functional activities that I need you to be able to do before I can get you to run. I mean, selfishly, I feel like the top of the food chain is to get you to run. And if I can get Gio to run, I can get literally anyone on the planet, anybody on the planet, I can get them to run. So, you know, that's the challenge that I've put on top of myself. Right. Um, your version of running is, is what we're going to do. But um, so I have this end game in mind that has requirements. And if I start at those requirements and I work all the way back, um, that brings us to today. Today... My hamstring's sore. My calf hurts. My patellar tendon's irritated. My back is sore. My hip, whatever. And getting those tissues on board so I can get to squats and deadlift today requires just a little bit of sort of tweaking. And um, I use sets and reps and loads to get the, the connective tissue to do what I wanted to do. So... You know, um, the thing that we've been fighting lately is this patellar tendon versus capsule irritation. And, you know, you get to this knee extension progression three times a week. And, you know, that's starting to pay off. Mm -hmm. You know, the connective tissue, the capsular fibers are orienting themselves in a way that can tolerate better load. So get you out of the current state of symptoms... And then get you doing what I need you to do so that today's load helps us get to tomorrow's load. Right. And tomorrow's load can help us to get to that next load. And we just continuously grind, grind this load out and, you know, we're jumping. And we're, we're, you know, right on the cusp of maybe trying to do a quick little run there. Yeah, it, but it's so 
like sometimes I I say, you know, I'm this pain is doing, and you go, I'm, I'm okay with that pain. It's like you have this unique way of of kind of talking your clients down off of the the pain right buzz right. that we all have. We have to remember that pain is normal. Pain is okay. It, it is totally fine to feel pain. There's two types of pain. One is stretch pain and the other one is inflammatory pain. The amount of pain that a person feels, I honestly don't care about. And that's a really, really funny thing to tell people. Right. But, but the reason is, is because we can't measure it and it and it's, has more to do with a person's emotional state and their emotional connection to the pain mm. than it does the size of the problem. So the classic example I give is, let's say two guys smash their hand in a door, like bad. One of them is playing in a soccer match tonight, and the other one is a concert pianist. They're both going to experience two different levels of pain because of the emotional attachment to what happens as a result of smashing their hand in the door. Right. So the pianist is going to have a little bit more pain. And they're not necessarily um, going to be that rational about it because they have, you know, 5,000 people coming to watch them play. Right. Um, so that's a big deal to them. Whereas the other guy can just tape his fingers up and play soccer and it's just no big deal. Right. They're both experiencing pain and all of that pain is important. But the level of pain I, I, can't, I can't be attached to. Mm. What I can get attached to, and what's far more important, like literally light years more important, is the behavior of the pain. So I put you down, sit up against the wedge. Okay, I need you to bend your knee as far as you can. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Okay, put it out straight. What happened to the pain? Oh, it went away. Okay, bring it up again. Bring it up again. Bring it up again. Bring it up again. And every time you put it out straight, the pain goes away. By definition, that's a stretch. So even if it's 8 out of 10 or 10 out of 10, it eventually will go away by stretching it. And the behavior of that pain is what I hang my hat on. If you bring in that stretch, offers pain, and you put it out straight and the pain stays there, lasts for 5 or 10 seconds, the more that pain lasts, the more inflammatory that, problem, that pain is. Can't push through that. So, you know, you get down in a, a squat real deep, offers of a sh sharp pain on the bottom, stands up, everything goes away. I mean, it's stretch. that's what we're doing. That's right. a stretch. Right. I can't get those fibers to move a different way unless I put them in that position. How are you going to climb stairs? How are you going to get off the toilet? How are you going to do all these things that require load if I back off every time I feel that stretch? So... Different structures have different tolerances to stretch. And the knee capsule is, happens to be innervated very, very sharp. Happens to be a boatload of pain for a little bit of stretch. And so if I always back off because of my perception of how the person is experiencing that pain, I'm not going to get them where they need to go. It's, but it's so crazy. And like the anxiousness sometimes that I come into your clinic with of I don't want to do this 
I, I don't want to experience this pain. Um, and I feel like I've been to physical therapists all my life because I've been active all my life in sports and stuff. Right. No physical therapist has ever come to me, asked me about my experience over the time that we were away. And if I complain about something, they would take me through exercises, loaded exercises that were to get me past that so we could do the work that you came here for. Right. That seems so unique to me. And it's like, it's, it's changed the game for me. Well, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I just know that 135 isn't enough squat. I need you to squat your body weight. And I need you to do that as, as, as soon as humanly possible if we're going to get this done, right? So, you know, if that takes us two weeks or if that takes us 25 weeks, okay. But we've got to stay consistent to get to that place. I'm going to go on a crash weight diet. <laughs> I'm going to get down That's to 165. Everybody in the clinic always says, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> um, no, we're just going to get the strength to move whatever's weight you got. Right. And, um, you know, deadlift is almost there. The 20% more than body weight is really where we're going there. So deadlift's always there. You know, almost there. So having a, a stiff connective tissue back that can tolerate some load means through this whole process, we haven't had any back pain since we started. And um, if the back and the hip are intimately related and the hip is what's controlling the knee position, then I need the back to help the, to help the hip. So if the hip is good and the back is good, and all we have to do is now work on the knee, then we've whittled down all the, all the impairments and we're getting towards the very, very source of this um, problem and, that, and that's the stiffness in the capsule. Mm. So every session, you know, I'm like, I've got to get him to squat. And if he's, you know, 145 today and 155 next week and 165 the week after that and the consistently of consistently working towards that goal um that that's where i think you're gonna feel really really good so i try to use um the accessory work to get you in a place where you can do that and you know that's that's essential to getting where you getting you where you need to go yeah and um you know part of this and i talked about it earlier with you is like you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. And literally, I have to surrender to that statement, walk into the clinic, and you really not only physically help me, but you help develop my mindset or keep me on track. I mean, I, th I think, and, and I've said this from the very beginning, there's not many people who would do what you're doing. <laughs> the, the reason why somebody with 25-year history of knee pain isn't in the clinic often is because that person has already surrendered to being in that place. Yeah. So to your credit, you're um, open and you're trusting me, which I, you know, from the very beginning, I've um, um, always, always sort of honored that. And I, and I know as a trainer, as a coach, and, you know, being um, in charge of people's movement and, and performance that 
for you to take a step back and have a little slice of humble pie yeah. and be willing to learn says a lot about you as a person because the physical stuff of what's happening is a big deal, but the, the mental stuff is what changes a person's life. Yeah. Like I'm not just out here trying to just make problems better and patch them up and send them away. Like if you looked at me and you said, I just want to run stairs. I just, I just want to get on the football field and maybe run a couple routes just, just because that's, that's what I love about movement. Right. That automatically becomes everything I think about the whole time you're in the clinic. Right. And what do we need to do to do that? We got to do this. 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 Here we are today. How do we get to this next phase? And um, you have to believe in this knee. You have to trust it. And I have to come up with interventions that help you learn how to trust it and how to lose all that baggage that you've been carrying with you for 25 years. And a person who has that lift off their shoulders, that's life-changing. 100%. Literally life-changing for a person who spends the you know, overwhelming amount of time in the gym that you do to change that person's life. I think that's a really special thing. Yeah. So, you know, from the very, very outset, that was the goal. And so back to what you do, and I know it's a kind of a still this moving target, but if, you know, people are listening and um, I, I know what mine is kind of an outlier, but like if you could kind of get to where your core is, is there a statement that you can make of, of what you do or, or what type of client that might be ideal for what you do? Well, I have as young as seven or eight and as old as 80s. And um, everybody's interested in performance. So whatever the level you want to perform at and wherever the place that you're at, I can help you complete that gap. And I don't use anything from the outside in. The body's amazing. It doesn't need anything from the outside in. Nothing from the outside in is better than the inside out. And um, Explain that, what you mean by that, the outside in. So the outside in would be like if you went somewhere and they did hot packs, cold packs, ultrasound, dry needles, electricity, massage. Um, there's literally no research to support those interventions. Um, it really just supports the, uh, the billing process. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not, it's not what we need. Um, so working the inside out or... Right. So I, I, use, I use the natural properties of the, of the body to drive an adaptation. And then once it adapts, then it can tolerate more. Once it adapts, it can tolerate more. And pretty soon, this person who couldn't run can now run. This person who wants to climb the stairs but couldn't climb the stairs can now climb the stairs. Um, so we use, I do, I do some stuff with my hands like uh, joint mobilization, but usually very, very uh, minimum. Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning, I was helping yep, you stretch your back. Yep, yep. Um, but now, nowadays, I don't touch you. Right. Um, I use um, exercises with sets and reps and load 
to drive the adaptation so that we can get on, you know, what we need to do. So, um, really just an expert on training and orthopedics and smashing those two things together and helping people perform to the level they want to perform elite triathlon professional athletes to old lady grandma joe who just doesn't want to fall right so everything in between awesome um ron it's been a great journey um i can't thank you enough um like i said you've talked me off the ledge (laughs) i can't tell you how many times (laughs) um i almost weekly until until maybe this week i is like a dread you know having to deal with pushing through that pain and i I just thank you thank you thank you my pleasure um my pleasure you're welcome yeah uh all right fit fam um if you want to get your body moving you've got to reach out to mvpt in las vegas um ron gallagher um he is your man. It's, it will change your life. And if you're looking for, like me, longevity, um, you've got to keep moving. So don't give up. If you've given up, there's still hope. Always. And until next time, guys, I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.